quoting. You know who you remind me of right now? Who? You remind me of the um, old dude from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. With the whole the whole get up. Yeah. That's you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The guy that, that actually made Jurassic Park. Can't remember his first name. I'm gonna look it up uh, yeah. as we're talking. But that's who you remind that's me funny. of. From St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. So how do you want to start? I don't know. I think we just did. No. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. All right. Fine. We're gonna go Let's right in. We're gonna go right in. Talking about weekend, Trav's a symbol. That's the start. That better not be the start. Assemble. I hope that's Assemble. never the start of Wayne in with Travis Hartman. Episode 34. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. To our followers, our subscribers, and the handful of fans we may have uh, developed over these long six months plus. Thank you so much for joining us. If you aren't following or subscribing or, or whatever with our content, you should. Hit the thumb up button, uh, the like button the uh, bell icon, all those things, wherever you're watching or listening to our voices, we are here for you. And as always, thank you to our media partners, not for any financial compensation weekend travel, but just for your support and appreciation. That exactly. would be TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. You can find links below in the comments uh, information section to uh, uh, those parties individually. So, Weekend Trav, it's always good to see you. It's great to see you, brother. What is going on? What's uh, what's uh, we won't jump into the boxing stuff yet, but I just want to check in with you. It's good. Had a refreshing weekend. Good, good. A little quick trip over to St. Petersburg. So it's okay. awesome about living in Florida, right? We live in Central Florida here in Orlando, which means both of the coasts, east and the west coast, is a little hour, hour and a half drive for both of or for e- either way. Yep. So. We get winters for two days. Friday, Saturday, came back early today. That might be so, a tough topic nice. right now, Weekend Trav. It's uh, uh, the ice storm has finally started to move off of uh, the country. It was actually a little chilly with the wind mm. over in St. We, we went up on this pier where it was, it was really high. Yeah. It was 70 degrees outside, but it felt like about 50 because the wind was blowing off that water like yeah. pretty hard. I actually had a jacket and my, my new hat. Okay, so th- that's the get-up. So you, you keep talking about your weekend, because I want to look up the name of this guy. Um, so, so I lost my sunglasses, and I needed a hat. So we were walking to the pier and walked by this little stand. And these, I knew, you know that right now, tourist cities and tourist towns, they're struggling because um, travel has been limited, obviously. Now it's kind of picking back up. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to show as much love as we could to these little um, little tents. You know, they're small businesses. Yeah, of course. They're all, like, set up in these little bitty tents all up and down the pier. We love small businesses here at Wayne and with Travis And Hartman. we do. Everybody with us. Like, we even ran into some guy that made his own homemade salsa. And, like, do we really need salsa? No. But, like, for sure, we, we showed him some love. Was it good? Bought some salsa. Wasn't bad. Okay. It literally, it was, it was pretty solid. You have the name? So, I don't. We do, he did give us a little, uh, I didn't bring it with me, but he did give us a little thing. If you just go to St. Petersburg and you go up the pier... You'll see him. Literally, yeah. great dude. Yeah. Um, and then I lost my sunglasses. Mm. So I was like, I need to buy some sunglasses. I was looking for sunglasses. I bought some sunglasses. 20 bucks from this lady on the pier. Two, like, tents later, I was like, it was all hats. And I was like, and it was all these hats. And I was like, I looked at Irina, Steve, and Tanya. I was like, I'm getting one. Uh, yeah. They're like, of course. Yeah, yeah. So they even had dog hats like this. And I, we were at, does anybody buy those? She goes, she goes, actually, she's like, we sell more of the dog hats it's our than best the actual seller. hats. And actually, that made you want to buy a dog, too. True, dog first. True. It was the if next, anybody sold the dogs, next stand, the next stand down was, we would have been in trouble. It was the dog tent. Oops. We would have been in trouble if somebody sold dogs because I might have bought a dog. Just for the hat. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, John Hammond, you are Dr. John Hammond. John Your Hammond. beard needs to be white. From Jurassic you need a Park. cane with the, uh, um, the, the sap with the bug in it. You know what I'm talking yep, about? Yep. It's a whole look. You just you're missing the <laughs> linen pants, the white the white linen pants. You know what's really funny about that too? Hmm. So you know how I got the new VR set, the Oculus too? Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. I downloaded the free there's a free it's not even a game, it's just a free like video series and it's Jurassic Park. Oh. I just downloaded it. That's what's hilarious you brought that up because like this is not planned. Nope. But I literally I was sitting upstairs and you put the VR set on. Yeah. And what you do is you click and you follow like a Velociraptor. So I followed huh. a Velociraptor all through, like, it's so real because when it first happens, the Velociraptor, like, walks face first, and you're in a head, a VR headset, virtual reality. Right. The thing was in my face, like, literally, and I was like, I swear to God, I could feel him breathing on me. 
it was that like I was like kind of like I was like oh my god is he about to jump on me and then it turns around and then I just kind of follow it through the floor it's pretty cool hmm. so now I see why you're all in on Facebook. I'm all in. You're all in. You're all in. So, uh, all right. Well, that's a nice weekend there, weekend trav. And, uh, you know, we're still here on Sunday. Last week we joined you on Monday. But you know what? I think uh, we're, we're, we're Sunday night guys. We are uh, drinking yeah. some High West Double Rye. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. So, weekend trav. Uh, that being said, I'm B-Money. I never introduced myself. What's up, B-Money? Hi. Um, what is going on in the boxing world today? So, you know, I'm a huge boxing fan. So no matter where I'm at, even if I'm on vacation, whatever, I'm watching boxing still because think we're just talking about this too. Thank God for technology. I have ESPN, the own app, um, every boxing app you can think of. I have it on my phone. So Saturday night I was watching some boxing on my phone, even though the crew that I was with was a little upset, but I still watched it. So there was a couple big fights, uh, ESPN and Showtime, but like I'd said on the air, I believe I'm not watching Adrian Broner because I do not want to give him the ratings. So I did watch it after the fact. Okay. But so we'll go with that one first. Uh, Adrian Broner's back in the ring. I think he'd been off for two years. And I didn't know this, but Adrian Broner has not only been off for two years, he hasn't won a fight in four years. And this guy is a four-division world champion, which... Only three other guys Correct. have done that. And who and are those? Those guys are like Manny Pacquiao, yep. Oscar De La Hoya. Yep. I forget the third Floyd Mayweather. Floyd. So he's in good company. But, Correct. But listen, to be fair, all of those guys won more in more weight classes than he had. But it's a very big accomplishment that a lot of people have never done. I, for one, have never done that, obviously. Um, so Adrian Broner has been a world champion. Yeah. I just don't personally like the guy because he's done a lot of really crappy things. And you know what else I don't understand? Adrian Broner, in his post-fight interview, his nickname is About Billions, right? That's his nickname, A.B., Adrian Broner, but he also says About Billions. He's never going to make a billion dollars, for one. Okay, But this is what I hated about this guy because I tell everybody this story. When Adrian Broner was at his peak, winning, I think he was so undefeated, world champion, just like torturing people at 135 like literally torching people i went to st louis on an hbo card and watched him just i saw him live and i was like wow at 135 this guy's a monster like he was a monster and he was knocking people out and he was good but he did a youtube video where he was flushing 20 dollar bills down the toilet so the reason i bring it up is because adrian broner went into this fight claiming that he had $13 to his name. And I'm like, so be it, buddy. That's karma. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. Yeah. And your cocky, arrogant ass is flushing $20 bills down the toilet. For one, that's illegal. You're not allowed to damage money. You're not allowed to burn money. You're not allowed to do it. That's actually a federal offense, for one. But obviously, you'd have to prove it, and nobody did. They didn't Plus care. It only gets this wet. guy was an idiot. It's just going down the pipes. And this guy was an idiot, so it didn't matter. I th- you know, I, I just think that's that's a larger issue. Professional athletes, so I've never been one. You have. Uh, but I think sometimes depending I on... I am still, sorry, technically. Sorry, okay. Um, <laughs> depending on upbringing, how you're raised, that sort of thing. I don't know his background. I, I would assume, and not just because of the color of his skin or anything like that, but his attitude and his persona, he probably came from next to nothing. Yeah, he did. And if you hit it big so quickly, and you see that same thing with like lotto winners, things like that, you are willing to blow money and it's all for show. And then you're making mistakes. We all make mistakes at young ages yep. and things that we wish we can go back and change. I'd imagine for him, he's looking back at those $20 bills he was flushing. He's like, dang, I wish I had that because I want some Chipotle right about now. I hope so because he's 31 years old now. And the reason I brought it up was because I'll be the first to tell you that people deserve grace. They do. Yes. But why I bring it up is because. I still don't think this guy's learned because he's just, he's very, very negative, very derogatory, very just, he's not, I don't, there, there was a guy, nay, uh, um, it was a promoter for Oscar, not promoter, but it was the guy who um, was the matchmaker for a little while for Oscar De La Hoya. I forget his name off the top of my head. It was a foreign guy. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name. I can't believe I forgot his name. But anyway, he was like, uh, people come out for Adrian Broner because he brings out emotion in people. Not good, usually. It's usually yeah. a negative emotion. Sure. But 
that's the thing. Floyd Mayweather does the same thing. He brings people out. He brings that emotion out of people, meaning people will usually watch Mayweather fight, not necessarily to root him on to win. Well, you know, and we've talked about that, but there's a difference uh, with him and Broner. With Floyd Mayweather's coming out, yeah, you kind of want to see – a lot of people want to see him lose. He has an arrogance about him. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be arrogant looking like you're basically coming out, out of the slums and still acting that way. And I'm sorry. That, come, that comes across wrong. I get that. But I just think – there, there comes a point in every person's life if they hit it big or if they are quote unquote successful that you do have to hold yourself to a certain standard because you know what you people are looking at you and looking yeah. up to you kids are looking up to you and is, is that the way that you want kids to try to grasp and get themselves out of similar situations one day whether it's through boxing or sports or business or what school whatever it might be and, and are, is that the example you're trying to set? So everything that I've seen and what you're talking about with him is that basically his persona is just, it's just not, there's no class. Yeah. And, and so there's a, so much more, so much more to unwrap that you just said there for sure. Listen, at the end of the day, none of us know how we would react if we had millions and we got thrusted into like superstardom. We don't because some of us would probably act out of character. I genuinely hope that I wouldn't. But we never know what we'd act like. But this guy, though, he's had many chances. Yeah. This guy has been involved in cases where he's been at the bowling alley uh, betting money on bowling, and he's lost, like, tens of thousands of dollars. The guy who he lost it to, Broner pays him and then goes out in the parking lot and robs him. Matter of fact, Adrian Broner got busted for it and had to go to court for I mean, it. Listen, he does stuff like that listen, just recently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flat out say it because somebody's going to say it, and it's going to be me. Give you, it to me, B-Money. You can take somebody out of the ghetto. You can't take the ghetto out of somebody, right? That's and what it comes down to sometimes. Now, it, not everybody. Because Mayweather came from the ghetto. You have to make he a did. conscious decision in your life that that's behind me. Yeah. That's behind me. I mean, and like I said, 31 years old, like he's 31 now. And the reason I bring it up is because, like I said, people do make mistakes. Tons of people do. Justin Bieber is a great example too. Sure. That kid was thrusted into this. He's, I don't even want to compare Adrian Broner's success <laughs> to Bieber because Bieber is <laughs> actually way more successful yeah, and way yeah. more rich. But Justin Bieber got thrown into that stardom, made a bunch of mistakes, right. and he will openly admit that. But the kid now, like, has been solid for a while, found God, got married, like, his. For the most part, from the optics that we see, you know, from, from the outside in, looks like he's learned his lesson. But Broner, and this is exactly why I bring it up, is because, and this is why he's not like Mayweather as well, Mayweather was a trained, he trained his butt off. Mayweather never missed weight ever in his entire career. Broner, on multiple occasions, has missed weight now. And I don't yeah. know the full details of this, but you brought this up to me. Mm-hmm. The fight of the Broner had on Saturday was supposed to be at 140 pounds. But a day before the weigh-ins, they said that they adjusted the weight mutually, which means I'm going to tell you what that means. That means that Adrian Broner couldn't make the weight. So what he did was the night before the weigh-in, he reached out to the team and said, hey, guys, we'll pay you extra money. Can we get a little bit of extra weight? Can we bump the weight class up? I guarantee you. That's how it happens. I'm Mm -hmm. in the boxing world. It happens all the time. It just happened in our previous fight. When we were in Dallas with Ashley. Called me the night before. Said, hey, do you guys need more weight? It happens a lot. This is a much bigger stage than what we were on. uh, Much bigger stakes. So this is what I don't like about this kid. He doesn't, and I'm speaking this, and I can't speak on this because I've been a professional for over 16 years, never missed weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was an amateur for over 14 years, never missed weight. And what that means is we're professional. Even when I showed up, they give me five days notice, I might not have been in shape and ready, but I still made weight. Yeah. And I don't appreciate a guy who's Correct. making half a million to a million dollars a fight, and he can't make weight. You give me your word, you stick to it. And I want to make it very clear. That's not a jealousy rant or anything like that. It's just you have to show some level of maturity at a certain point in your life. 31 years old. You know, so, I mean, me me making comments about guys coming out of whatever situations growing up in, there is a certain point in your life where you have to express maturity, discipline, you're a man. Be a man. Yeah. Okay? And that's not just about the Honor weight. your word. Honor your word. Not just about weight, because I think sometimes that plagues some guys, and, and, and that's that's about who they surround themselves with physically in their camps and stuff like that. But when we talk about the difference between him and a Floyd Mayweather, keep in mind, just even from the financial side of it, 
Floyd Mayweather, other than tax guys, I think he finally got that fixed out. He put, surrounds himself with smart people, people that are, yeah, they have their hand in his pocket too, but they want his best interest served as well. And, and he's making proper decisions. He's properly investing so his far, money. So far, it looks like that. You know, the, sure. the tax man came, came a calling, which still boggles my mind how he, how he dropped that ball. But he was able to pay well, that. Yeah. Did you, but do you know those stories too? There was a couple stories of where it was personal property tax yeah. and it was in one, he had a, a property in like a Michigan still and some other properties. And literally when you're that big at the time, I don't think he had people around him that were taking care of that stuff. Yeah. And as soon as the IRS came to him and they said, Hey dude, you owe this. Boom. The dude paid it you like just, right away. He just, just didn't know. You just have to have the right people around you that you trust and are willing to take their advice. That's the difference between a man and a child still. It's not age. It's if you're it's not, will, it's if, not it's your experience is what you go through during it's those if you're periods. willing to look yourself or look in the mirror and say, you know what? I need help. I need somebody. I love this sound. I, yeah. I need somebody to help me with this and I need somebody to keep me accountable. And from the, from the sound of it, this gentleman does not. And I use that loosely because I didn't watch the fight because I wasn't interested in it. But uh, when we talk about Broner, you mentioned post-fight, he, he had his little rant and whatever But else also to be fair, too, that, here's the thing with him. This is, what, this is where Mayweather got away with the things that he did because he performed. Because mm-hmm. he showed up professional. He showed up trained. He was super talented. He always came prepared, and he, he won. Undefeated. He's 50-0. and 0. One questionable fight way back in the day. But regardless of that, the guy always showed up and he fought well, right? Even though Broner won this weekend, there's a lot of question marks about did he actually win. There's a lot of right. fighters. Matter of fact, the the uh, Steve, not Steve Farhood, um, Al Bernstein, who scored the fight, scored the fight for the other guy. Mm-hmm. So the fight was very close, mm-hmm. 100% very close. So it could have went, I wouldn't, I'm not even coming close to saying it was a robbery. It could have went either way. If mm-hmm. the other guy would have won, I would have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. If Broner would have won, I'm okay with it. And Broner did win. Yeah. So he gets credit for winning for sure. But this guy just, he doesn't show up like the greats are supposed to. To me, when I seen the stat that he was a four division um, uh, world champion in four different divisions, and then the people that are in that as well, which is who we just named, the greats, Oscar Dohoya, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, I look at those three and I don't see... Uh, even a hint of Adrian Broner on the merit of those guys. Well, that's that's why the stats so surprising. And that's, it's very and that's, shocking. And that's why when you look at the graphic, you're like, I would have never have thought that. I would have never have thought that because of work ethic, pride, whatever it might be. I mean, they, there's a whole was, combination of things that you're like, really? He's, I mean, he's in that class on paper. Yeah. And listen, to be fair again, I think he won legit world titles at 130, 135. Well, yeah, well, of course. He of did. Course. But above that, there was some picking and choosing there. There was some, like, it was very good matchmaking. It was very good people who were bringing him along. So, again, I can't take much away from this guy for the reason, on that, on that merit, meaning I've never won a world title. I've never even fought for a world title, and I've been pro for over 16 years. I've fought world champions. I've fought number one pound for pounds in the world. I never beat them. But he did. So I give him credit for winning those titles. What I don't give him credit for is he is not even in the league of an Oscar De La Hoya, of a, a Manny Pacquiao, of a, a Floyd quali- Mayweather. It's a, it's a quality of character, though. We're, we're starting to— we're, And we're, both, both on that. That's the thing. We're not talking this whole like past 10 minutes, which is crazy because we didn't want to give him much airtime or give him the airtime. Yeah. Fine. Um, we're talking about quality of character at this point. Yep. It's not about his in-ring. Maybe this this past one is like mm, questionable because of weight, whatever his last else. Like, his last like yeah. five, six years have been just questionable. But, my, but what we're questioning is his character, right? And we all have stuff. So don't get me, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, yes, I have problems. You have problems, 100%. whatever else. But it comes a point, especially as a professional athlete, that it's very important to the other eyeballs that are watching you. There are kids looking at you. There are other people looking up to you. That's what I wanted to say. And if you are not going to act and be, not act, if you're not going to be a be a man on camera, if you're going to win a fight and one of the first things you do on the mic is blast the guy who who did not score in your favor, give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. It's and then and looking at the flushing the money down the toilet back years ago. Yeah. The people around you, Adrian Broner, you need to figure that stuff out. Because there has not been anyone to properly guide you at this point. 
Yeah, and I mean, and this is where I would also, I'm going to go back on a little bit of what you said, meaning that I don't highly recommend children to look up to professional athletes. No, I really don't, no, and I, I don't, know. and I know, you, I know what I mean, you mean by that. They do, and they do, and that's where I hope, as parents, as family members, I hope that you know, and you do, because you have two children, so I know you raise them differently, and you raise them definitely not to look up to prof- most professional athletes. They're not role models. No, they look. They're up, not. They my do kids, something. My kids look up to Elon Musk, bro. <laughs> you know what though? Your kids probably at the end of the day too look up to you. So well, that's I, what I'm saying. We need to. We need to figure out and let our children know that these guys are exceptional athletes and they do something that only less than 1% of people in the world can do. They're, they're competing professionally in a sport to where literally less than 1% of people can do at the pro level, which is very exceptional. These people are exceptional. Adrian Broner, exceptionally talented. Correct. Exceptionally Correct, talented. Yeah. And I will never deny his world titles that he'd won because I watched him in person. The kid could fight. But I say this all the time, and this is how I'm really good at making my predictions too, is I can tell you when somebody is going to have long-lasting um, success in boxing and when people are going to have short-term success. And Adrian Broner was a prime example. Super talented, but he didn't do the right things outside of the boxing ring. Yeah. As, as many faults, and I keep going back to this guy Floyd Mayweather had because he had some, he had a couple domestic violences mm-hmm. outside of the boxing world. Mm-hmm. But... He never let it affect his boxing. And he grew up too. This guy, he's, he's still growing. I mean, the guy's not, he's not 100% perfect either. None of us are, yeah. but he's growing for sure. But Adrian Broner, I just, I'm just hard for him because he's 31 years old. And I remember at 30, like at 30 is when I really started like thinking like, wow, I, I, need, I need to grow up. I need to mature a little bit. And this guy, and the reason why I say it is too, because he's trying to tell everybody, he's like, you know what? I haven't fought for two years. This was kind of like his moment. He's like, I want to show everybody that I can come back. I can make a difference in the boxing world. I can be a powerhouse on the boxing scene. And then he doesn't even, yeah, the weight, shows flat. yeah, the weight and then the performance, even he fought a really good guy, by the way, he fought an undefeated kid. Mm. So it, it was solid. It was a solid matchup and it was a solid fight to be fair too. two talented guys. They both are super talented, but I just, I've already spent too much time on Broner and I said that I wouldn't, but also that's also why this freaking kid keeps getting opportunities because I said I didn't want to spend time on it. And last week we didn't, we touched yep. it. That was it. And I was like, we're, I'm not even going to watch it. And I didn't watch it, but guess what I'm doing? I probably ran, rambled on for 20 minutes. And we have, guy. and that's fine because you know what? That's where the gold happens on this show. And you know what? For Adrian Broner, that matchup was kind of wedged in such a proper time and that where he could strike where the iron's hot, even, even at the shortcomings, because we're kind of in the middle of some blockbuster matchups, which flows into next or this coming weekend, depending on when you're actually watching or listening to this podcast, where Canelo Alvarez is now fighting. uh, And and, and if you're in this camp and you don't like the way I pronounced his name, hit me up. Hit Travis up. We can trav up. Hit me up and I'll hit you back, though. Yeah, but I, and I'll put on the <laughs> Oculus and pretend to hit you. Uh, because, listen, this is this is a sculpted body. I can't damage Be these hands. Because these hands have to lift stuff up and put stuff down. Yes, sir. Lift it up, put it down. Yes, sir. Okay. Anyways, uh, Abney Yildirim? I believe that is correct. Okay. That is correct based on my pronunciation as well so i'm going to give you so canelo basically the the he is the fighting i'll just call him the fighting champ because he he's a fighter he fights so yes he, he fights he also shows up in shape ready to fight i just like puts call, on a performance i like to call everyone a champ because i feel like there's about 600 belts floating around in every weight class so um but he is fighting this weekend abney yildirim and uh, let's talk a little bit about that matchup, if there's anything really to talk about other than it's a sucker's bet. And um, don't touch it just in case, but it should be Canelo walking through. Yes, but for that very reason as well, it, it could be a opportunity mm-hmm. for Yildirim because Canelo has a setup match for May against Billy Joe Saunders is mm-hmm. the report. So, so... Canelo's fighting at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, uh, Florida, in a super middleweight bout against Avni Yildirim. Avni Yildirim is 21-2. and two. guy's already got two losses. So I'm not thinking he's going to beat Canelo. Saul 
Canelo Alvarez. He's, oh my gosh, he's his massive favorite. For those watching or actually yeah. listening to us, I'm showing Travis five days yeah. ago the odds. The odds for Saul Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, they're, they're, it's too much. The odds are too big. But that's so that's how Vegas is going to make their money too because they're going to get those sucker bets because oh, they're going to be like, this is such a massive favorite that it could happen which by the way that brings me to a bigger point and i'll backtrack one one step is that even though he's fighting this weekend i i missed the really exciting fight and the fight that actually deserved more time to mm-hmm. talk about than adrian broner mm-hmm. was there was another fight on saturday sure. oscar valdez sure, sure. Uh, versus burchelt um, oscar valdez was a four to one underdog yeah and he came out there and unseated the uh, world champion by knockout. So um, Oscar Valdez, who is also, which is, a, we can put it all together, Oscar Valdez is trained by the Canelo camp. He mm-hmm. trains with them. So last Saturday on, uh, to- or, yeah, on top rank, Oscar Valdez knocked out, um, knocked out, let's see, I'll tell you the guy's name, Miguel Burchelt. Knocked him out in the 10th round. Mm-hmm. Great fight. Mm-hmm. So... He was a four to one underdog, which is a massive. Um, that's a massive yeah. difference. It wasn't like two to one, even three. It was four to one. Yeah, and he not he didn't just beat him. He knocked him out, but he also on all of the scorecards he was dominating. Yeah. Okay. He was dominating the entire fight. So, and that's the 130 pound division, which yeah. is a very hot division as well. 130, 135, very hot division. So, Canelo's fighting on Saturday. That deserves more time than we talked about Adrian Broner, but. There's not much to say about it. Well, we'll There's that. not much to say about it, though. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Canelo's fight with Abney Yildirim. We'll do a prediction video later this week. We'll put it up towards stay the end tuned. of the week. Yep. That'll be on YouTube if you're listening on the audio sites, whether it's uh, iHeartRadio or iTunes or Spotify, whatever else. Amazon. Check out, check out our YouTube page, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. We'll put the prediction video there. I think you guys understand who we're going to go with, but how... And when and that sort of thing, Weekend Travel put his prediction there, and I'll talk a little bit more about that fight. So let's talk about this past Saturday as well. Screw Broner and, and that matchup, and we talked too much about it. Game set match is over. Done. It's over. Let's talk about the other bout, and that was for the WBC, and it was a super f- uh, featherweight? Yes, sir. Super featherweight? Yep. So let's talk about that. You just alluded to it. 130-pound division is pretty hot right now because they have now they have Oscar Valdez, who won the WBC mm-hmm. title. The WBC title is a pretty popular title mm-hmm. right now. Um, that division is hot because at 135, which is only five pounds above the 130 division, you got everybody. You got Lomachenko. You got Tiafimo Lopez. You got uh, Ryan Garcia. You got Javante Tank Davis. You got all of those guys that are literally in that mix of the 130 to 135. So the fact that Oscar Valdez um, unseated uh, Miguel Burchelt, which Miguel Burchelt was, I believe it was his like sixth or seventh defense of that title as well, which is amazing that you defend your title that much. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where I want to see some stats, by the way, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do some homework later. I want to see those stats of Adrian Broner and how many times he defended his title because winning a title, a world title impressive once okay? again we're impressive. talking about adrian Brunner. i know impressive but i want to see how many times i defended it because this miguel burchelt deserves a lot of respect at 130 for defending his title that many times anybody um not anybody but it takes a select few to win a world title but then it takes a select few to, to defend it, it. Yeah. more than once this guy defended it multiple times mm-hmm. i believe it was like six or seven maybe even it was eight I, I i can't remember for sure but it was a lot the guy the guy defended a lot he defended it so much that he was a four to one favorite by the vegas odds makers and let me tell you vegas odds makers they're not wrong often and when they are wrong they're very upset about that so they're not wrong that often and the fact that they were that wrong that oscar valdez literally dominated this fight from round one and he knocked him out in round 10 it wasn't like this lucky one punch knockout so that's the more surprising part that's the one the more surprising part that number one vegas could it so wrong especially if it was dominating if, if he was dominating for 10 round or nine rounds and then into the 10th into the knockout so that's the more surprising element that vegas finally got that that sort of thing wrong and you know what this is where i was just telling you before we went on air i was i failed for weighing in with Travis Hartman podcast because I always do my prediction videos and 
everybody that was around me, I was like, yeah, and, we didn't even, we, and you know what? I got you're some not messages. Even talk about this. It's one. funny too because I got messages on my text messaging to a couple of guys. Luis, um, who owns Hagen O'Reilly's, is messaging me. I'm like, dude, Oscar Valdez is going to win. Well, that's a, so, like Oscar Valdez is going to win. So I mentioned, and, and I don't know why I didn't. I know. I mentioned in pre-production, I, you know, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Cesar Ramos, uh, who we go to UFC gym. I remember Cesar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I call him Caesar, but I think it's Caesar. Caesar. But uh, anyways, he was texting me that night or leading up to it. I didn't see any of the stuff till the next morning for whatever reason. I'm like, oops, my bad, man. I didn't even check that out. Um, he was amped up. Who, was, who, was he, who was he going for? Burchell? Because Burchell's he didn't, he didn't a very well He didn't mention, but be, because it was such a, such a actually a nice fight, Two Mexican guys, like just nice quality fighters, and it could be more exciting. So I don't, I don't know who he was going for. Let me see here. I got a lot of different Either way, Burchell is, it was, I had actually, so we've had a guy, one of my good friends, professional yeah, boxer, undefeated pro boxer, yeah. fought on one of my cards, um, Fidel Cervantes predicted Burchell was going to win. Mm-hmm. Made a post on Facebook afterwards like, hey, I got it wrong, guys. You know, my bad. But a lot of boxing people, not just Vegas, a lot of boxing people thought Burchell was going to win. Yeah. So the fact that Oscar Valdez um, upset him, it was a big deal. And a lot of people got it wrong. But I'm like, listen, I'm so angry with myself because I, I'm i right a lot when I do my predictions. But I can't take credit for this one because I'll, I didn't post it. You know what you like, can I'm try? I'm so off. I'm, I'm upset with you, too. I'm upset right, with you right. too because you did some, not do that. I know, so. I know. But you know what? AKA B Money, AKA producer. Mm, where were you at? That's really my. Where fault. were you it's at? Really- because let's be honest. When you text me to do something, do I not do it? Within time. Just eventually. Okay, okay ladies and gentlemen, just like a professional athlete, to deflect blame <laughs> onto somebody else. No, that's actually false because a boxer. We don't have too many people we can deflect on because at the end of the day, we're the only ones in the ring fighting. Yep. So usually yep. we're just like, huh, well, I got my ass kicked and I lost. <laughs> so yes, I did not ask Weekend Trav to put up a video highlighting the matchup between Oscar Valdez and Miguel Burchelt. It wasn't Sorry. a heavy promoted one. It wasn't. Like it was on, not. So it was obviously not. it probably slipped through the cracks on all of us. It, you know what? It didn't even slip through the cracks on me because I knew it was happening. But I was talking to friends about it. I just didn't make a video. But, but it, it also proves the case. And if you've listened to us for many weeks, we talk a lot about fights and whatever. Every weekend there's something going on of substance. Boxing. Of and substance. And there is, yeah. And if there's not, then the episode that you're listening to, we're going to be talking more about his, his weekend traps outfit and stuff like that. Can you guys let me know how you, how you feel about this hat? I want to know. I'm actually curious. I, I don't hate it. I don't want you to think I hate it. Hey, I, think, I don't get too many compliments from B-Money, but... I think it starts to tie it in, like the whole weekend Trav Ensemble. It's coming together. It's coming together. That's why I want you to all get right, those right. like those like cotton pants or whatever, those linen, whatever I mean, they are. I mean, stay tuned for next week's episode because you don't know what I'm going to come out wearing. So uh, a former colleague of mine at a different firm, uh, he was in lending and banking. His name is Mike Fernandez. He was big into the Cuba Vera shirts, right? Loved it. I hate those shirts. That's why I don't really like those shirts because it's yeah. very similar. It reminds you. Of and him. he would always we'd be at, in our, my old office. He'd always be sending me like these promos, like these promo emails he get about like thirty percent off. I'm like, dude, that is not a look that I want. <laughs> I want. You do understand that my free time. This is what I look like in my free time. I wear gym shirts and stuff like that. Baseball caps. I love it though. And the baseball caps. And I'm like, you know, how old am I? I'm like thirty. I'm almost thirty nine. I need to grow up at some point. Do we though? It's Sunday. That's that's why I'm going to blow your mind. One day I'm going to show up in a shirt and an outfit just like this. Yes. I'm going to blow your yes. mind. Listen. Listen. I agree with you that and this is why this is how weekend travel was created when we first started this whole stuff is because both of us we grind so hard during the week. We handle our business yep. family-wise, yep. mortgage-wise, bills-wise, um, whatever our profession is, we handle it, right? Yep. So Weekend Trap came out because I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, I am super responsible guy, but I still have that childlike mentality where I like to have fun and live life and not care about a, judgment and people. This ch- is not caring about it's judgment. A, it's a childlike innocence about you. You know what? And this is how Weekend Trap was created. And I, and that's why we do our podcast on the weekend. 
90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's Sunday. So I come out and I'm just, you know what? This makes me feel free. So that's why I do it. It's like that we have all that stress during the week. And it's not bad stress. No. And that's why I want to make sure everybody knows, like, I love what I do. But it is hard. And it, there's some stress that goes along with it. However, when the weekend comes, it's like if I, if I was a woman, I would throw my hair back, put it in a ponytail. This is me. That's not actually how they talk. <laughs> so to our women listeners and viewers, that's not what it is. Because I've, I've been married a long time. You've been oh, dating. They, no, they, they let the hair down. No, they're like, I take my bra off okay, and I let everything hang well, out. This is, this is weekend traffic taking his bra off. Yeah, there you go. This is, and that's, that's, I'm saying that out of the kindness of my own heart because I've been married for so long. And I know that's kind of the verbiage. I think the women that are listening to this show would probably agree with you saying that. Yeah, they're like, hey, I'm listening because this is the kind of audio experience that's similar to me just like taking the bra off and hanging out. So if you, that, we should have, that should be our new like slogan. You want to watch our show? It's like taking your bra off and hanging out. Yeah, and to the fellows, it's just like hanging out with your wang out. It's like sitting on the couch. You ever remember the show? I'm going to show my age, even though I was still young when it came on, but Married with yeah. Children. The guy from Modern Family now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that guy. Ed O'Neill. He, yes, he used to sit back on his couch, you tuck see his, you see if it. you're watching us on YouTube, Spotify, just imagine it. My I'm tucking here, so I'm not my hand it. in the front part of my pants, and I'm clicking the TV on, and I'm probably watching a sports game, Dude. something sports. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually do that. <laughs> no, but, See, but the I, hand doesn't go all. No, it doesn't go yeah, all no, the way. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And that's even the show. It it's just, just kind of like in your waistline. It's like you loosen up your belt buckle. It's essentially like a woman taking her bra off. It releases stuff. You're releasing because it's, during the day you're probably eating, eating like crap, and your well, belt that's is tight. So Loosening it. As a kid, I was like, "What is he doing?" But then as an adult, I'm like, "Oh, it's just kind of like a front pocket. That's he's all just it is." Loosening up. It's his like pants he's putting his hand in a pocket, but it's in the front. Yep. And then if he needs a scratch, it's there. That pubic Boom. line. Be money. Right you said it. I didn't. Pubic is not a bad word. Listen, I swore twice tonight. You, I heard the one. On There's the another show. one? Pretty sure it was twice. Not, I, don't, if we, I don't want to beep stuff out. No, nah, don't beep it out. It was, it but out. it wasn't like terrible. Mm. So. Okay. But I did say, I'm pretty sure I said it twice. Well, what we can do then, the we can actually blame the High West whiskey double rye that we're drinking. So, um, Which is, hmm. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good on it. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going to keep drinking it. it. When I first had the, the first sip I had, okay, weekend drive, we poured it pre-production. I was having a little bit. I'm like, oh, this tastes kind of sweet out of the gate. I like it. And not, not like in an overpowering sweet, but enough. You and I have both talked in prior episodes. We like rise better as we've done this bourbon thing. You've been gravitating more to that, both of us. We got to stick to the bees, though, because of the beards, bourbon, boxing. Boxing. We are the number one rated podcast in the world that talks about beards, bourbon, and boxing. That is filmed in Orlando, Florida, specifically Lake Nona, specifically Laureate Park. Specifically in a boxing gym. Specifically in a boxing gym. Specifically with a co-host with brown eyes and blue eyes. We're number one in the world. You don't see that often. No. Folks. No, no. You don't. You just, you don't see that often. Number one. And these beards, they're pretty phenomenal. Yeah, this is for the thumbnail. Number one. Put the thumb up. Boom. We got it. Look at the time so you know it. Oh, Boom. we're good. We're, Makes it easy. We're golden. I mean, I mean you can you can write oh, yeah, it down yeah, yeah. so the, for the thumbnail. Who's the, who's the <laughs> producer? That's what I was saying. Who's the producer today? <laughs> I'm just hey, um, I'm just saying you made me miss the Miguel Burchell, Oscar Valdez on. one, but whatever. Uh, I'm making excuses. Call about 40 minutes. Whatever. Okay. Um, where were we? High West Double Ride. High West. Which listen. Nothing good ever really anymore happens out west. No. If we're being honest, nothing. No. You know what? What are, the, what are you guys giving us other than uh, Tesla and Elon Musk? And he's moving east. He keeps he moving more and more east. He's coming more to the middle of the country. Elon's my guy. Elon, I know you have ways of uh, metrics of finding when someone talks about you and anything. You know what? I'm going to do even – I'm going to do this all one better is Elon – Thank you so much for investing in Bitcoin. Oh, that's helped. I love you yeah. so much. So we're both investors we in Bitcoin. We're both we should investors probably in Bitcoin. Tag Bitcoin Ooh. in our tagline because super popular. But also, listen. You know what? This is the, this is a start. This is what I want to let everybody know. 
If you guys didn't know, my man B Money is a financial advisor for how many years? 13, 12 plus years? Um, you've see, got, you, what's, you've what's got some experience on your belt. Or 2021. So 17 years. OMG. So B Money, I, I got to throw this out there a little okay. bit. Okay. After this, we're going to talk about this. But yes. yes, we can. That, that can wait. This is more important because I feel like... Weekend Trav has gotten into a little bit of the, uh, not even necessarily the stock market, but Bitcoin for sure. Because it's not the stock market, but yeah. It's not. It's exactly, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. But yeah. we have conversations a lot sure, about this. Sure. And I'm not even close to knowing anything about this stuff. But I, I kind of need some of your wisdom and some of your knowledge of 17 plus years of being in the financial mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, I guess... Let's let's say do you have any what well, if you could give somebody one piece of advice a new a brand new investor because I feel like the millennials and under are jumping into the stock market now with Robinhood like making such a big impact and then also having a negative impact as well right. so I want something positive and safe um, financial advice you can give some a brand new investor okay so i'll do my best here and i'll keep it concise okay. um and this was not pre-planned or orchestrated um let me touch on a couple points i think it's a great thing to see new investors coming to the markets whether it's via robin hood or things like that i think that's awesome yes there's been situations in recent history where or people have been burnt I would say when you're falling, like the game stops and whatever else, these people are just kind of like throwing money, like caution to the wind, not really understanding what they're doing. But I do believe it's a good thing that the interest is there and people are now looking into it further and bettering themselves. So I'm all for the general population, that, that the, 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 the general investor getting involved. I think that's awesome. I'm going to tie it into what we talk about on a weekly basis, boxing, sports, professional athletes, things like that. Beards I think too. it's very vital, beards, because, listen, you got to talk to people about this too. Beards are popular. There's stuff that goes into that. I think it's very vital. Just like you can go on the computer and type in some stuff and try to find information, try to tie in people that are in this world professionally. Um, have the proper advisors. I'm not saying necessarily me, but you know, other people bounce questions off them. We talk about this stuff too, um, whether it's, Listen, I'm not a Bitcoin advisor by any means, but you know we're, we talk about this stuff. Having conversations when it comes to financial services, investment ideas, things like that, I think it's great. Uh, I think the the gener uh, generating idea share conversation, how it impacts you, your household, your family. I think that's wildly important. Um, even more so when you start getting down to, and we uh, we mentioned this last week, the kind of what is your why, the why proposition mm-hmm. stuff. Why are you doing the things you're doing? It's not just about, ooh, I'm chasing this return. Because if that's the case, yeah, talk to me. We need to have a conversation. You don't want to do that. Um, But what is your why? Why are you looking at investing? Why are you looking at putting money here or there, taking money out? Maybe you're saving for a kid's college fund. Maybe you're saving for your own retirement, things along those lines. This is the stuff I talk about and help people with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. okay? And so this is going to be the quick plug. I've never actually on this show done this, but if we want you, to help, but we always talk about we want to help people. Well, but sure. yet we have never talked about you actually do help people. Yes, and people could actually reach out, and you. This is what you do for a living. This so, is your profession. So I've done. I've I've been a financial advisor. Um, I think my official title is wealth management advisor. Um, I'm senior vice president of a, a company that myself and a colleague of mine, we, we maintain and run. Uh, I've been in, I've worked for Morgan Stanley. I worked for Merrill Lynch. I've been in this, in this whole realm for a long time, 17 plus years. Uh, so I, I know a little bit. I know a little bit of what I'm talking about, but I'm a financial advisor. I help people get from point A to point B and stay in point B and fulfill their goals with different investments and whatever else. We, we help um, the financial planning side of stuff. That's what I do. And so we get into the weeds. We get into the weeds on the investment side too, on the specifics. So there's a lot. Everyone's different. I've always viewed it that way. You know, when I look at any, you know, client I work with, everyone's investment structure is different and their goals and their needs and yada, yada. It's all different. So I pride myself on that. 
that I don't put anyone in just in a box and say, Hey, you're this boom, we're done. No, because it's a you maintain it, you and there's an ongoing maintenance involved to that. So, what I would like to add to a little bit, of just really fast as well, because I don't know anything about that business. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm openly, I can admit my sure. weaknesses. But what I want to say is that although a bunch of the younger generation starting to kind of like be sparking their interest Which I think a little is bit, great. I think that's great. It is, but what you do is it's not about that get quick rich crap. You are long term. You, are, you will take care of people yeah. and you will plan this stuff out. Um, this is a long-term wealth advisor. Yeah, so there's an element to the – you have to be tactical in your decision-making. Yes, I look at the long-term, and everyone's on a different time horizon, I guess. So some people, yeah, they have decades to go. Some people, yeah. they're entering retirement now. And so you have so to treat that. You have to treat that a little differently, and almost like kind of bucket their assets properly. You want a certain sleeve of their money to provide them income. You want a certain sleeve of their money to be aggressive. A certain sleeve of their money to. There's different ways to approach it, and everyone. That's what makes my job interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not only the helping people. That's my what is why proposition. I love helping people, but it's also everyone's a little different. Every situation is unique, and that's what like motivates me i want to do a good job for everybody i work with and everyone's different and i love that um so it's not just about the quick uh, getting a rich quick saying oh i'm gonna run gamestop from 40 bucks all the way up to 500 yeah you're gonna do that with all your money by the way don't hold on to that stock guys that's listen i don't i can't make a, a, a investment advice decisions on something like this. I feel like, like I can. You can. Uh, I'm not necessarily don't hold on to it, it guys. GameStop's not going to stay up. And I don't think the SEC or FINRA will care if I say this. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Um, I'm going to see what it's trading at right now, but go ahead. It's probably like at 42 or 43 or something like, like that. It was only at 500. Because, so, but that was a, that's a whole different topic. So my point is, is this. For those newer investors, awesome. I love the fact that you're in this world it's not just about the Wall Street elites up in New York and whatever else. They need us too, okay? I work with everyday people. I work with some people that have a ton of money. I work with some people that are just growing and are just starting. Everyone's different, and I love helping people. And if you're trying to diversify your money out, not just at the bank, but trying to get in the investment world, you have questions about that, holler at me. Holler at me. Be money in the house. Golfstream Financial. Check it out. It's on Facebook. Uh, I think you're That's on right. LinkedIn. I think we you're can, on a lot of places. You'll find you can find a link to it um, down in our info on YouTube. And I appreciate that five minutes there because you know what? Dude. What is why proposition? I want to help people. You said it last week. That is kind of what your what your why is is the whole BU thing. You had to shirt BU. You want to help do. people. I, that was an old slogan. That's why we why we connect so easily because. No, we come from different backgrounds. We do different stuff, but because ultimately we want to help people. We want to help people achieve goals. We want to help people achieve just betterment, self-fulfillment, self-actualization, all these cool, cool words that David Goggins and other people use. Um, That's my what is why. I want to help people not only professionally, financially, but also personally. By the way, I have to say two things, okay? One, because you said David Goggins. I have to reach out and say right now, I'm going to look at this camera. I do not like David Goggins anymore. That's for you, Lisa. But anyway, so also, this is, I love what you said. I love everything you said because here's what I challenge everybody to think about this. Because so many people are guilty of this with the social media era and when you're in somebody's home, whatever else, is that average minds discuss people. Great minds discuss discussed ideas that's why me and you vibe so well when we get together we're talking about ideas like i feel like as a financial advisor too like we're always what are we talking about we're talking about i i have been at least lately talking about bitcoin quite a bit but we talk about everything we talk about your successes my successes we're not talking about individuals and like oh well you know do you know do you really know what lisa did last week or do you know what mary did last week no we're not really talking about that we're talking about like ways that we can further our lives also we're talking about ways that we can help other people other businesses other like we're not talking about 
people in a very negative way. We're talking about ideas and things that can better other our than, lives. Other than Adrian Broner. Better. <laughs> but that's also, we're talking about the <laughs> idea of Adrian Broner. No, yeah. I'm kidding. But, but we're also, I, and I hope that we have some young listeners. I know that for a fact that I have some younger people where I come from. I come from a small town. And I want them to know that don't look up to these guys. There's other people that you should look up to. Mm. One, God, mm. first and foremost, mm. that's who you should look up to. And that's why I told you, I was just like, even at the end of the day, I'm not going to fault Adrian Broner completely because as of being a role model, because he didn't get into boxing to be a role model. And he's right. not. Right. And that's why You're right. he's not. He's clearly not a role model. And at the end of the day, Floyd Mayweather is the greatest of his era. I'll say that unequivocally. But... I'll also tell even my kids in here that I train for boxing. Don't look up to Floyd Mayweather. He's not a guy that I challenge you or want you to look up to. Look up to your father. Look up to God. Look up to a lot of people around you that are affecting people positively because at the end of the day, we don't know everything that's going on in a professional athlete's life. We don't. We see it from the media or anybody else. And don't get me started on the media because half the stuff they say I don't believe either. But... We can trap. We only see from the outside in. We can trap. Are we technically media now? We're we're the new age media. I like we're, it. We're, we're revolutionizing the media sector. So when we look at um, when I talk to my kids and anybody else, and, and I'm a, I'm a coach. Because yeah, you train, you volunteer, and you train people too. Because you're coach. a twelve year old boy. Is yeah. he? Boy, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so and you help him with my, his my leagues and stuff like that. Yeah, and my my daughter's ten, but also I'm a, a middle school track coach, so I have a lot of kids that I coach as well. But when we look at like people to look up to, I almost say, you know what? Look at why they are like like professional athletes. They've gotten to that point because of what they do, right? You can look up to them for that. Yeah. Their work ethic, yep. the way that they train their, their butt off, their sport. If you want to be an up and coming boxer, yeah. Look up to Floyd Mayweather for his work ethic in boxing, for sure. Dude is super talented, but the hardest working athlete I've ever seen in my life. That's right. And then when you look at their character, if you're you need to look up to somebody from a character standpoint because of the positive traits. If you're looking up to somebody because of their negative traits, then you got your own set of freaking problems, yep. right? Yep. So, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I like that quote though. The average minds discuss people. Great minds discuss ideas. And when I was, when you said that, I thought, you know what? Some of my favorite client conversations I have with people, it's where we're just talking about ideas. And it's not necessarily the ones I have. Sometimes they're saying, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I just read this. I'm like, Hmm, I've never heard of that. I want to know more. Some of my greatest attributes as a personal trainer now is listening to my clients Hmm. literally. And none of my clients are talking about people. When we're talking, they're really not every mm-hmm. once in a while, maybe like they're, they're de-stressing from the day. So I want people to realize this though too. Listen, just cause you talk about people sometimes because it happens. Yeah. We, we were talking about Adrian Broner. We're a boxing podcast. So I feel like I'm an expert, um, analyst, expert critique guy. So I'm critiquing Adrian Broner. Yeah. If I had Adrian Broner in my gym, I promise you I would help that guy. I promise you, I would literally straighten him out and not in a bad way, in a good way. Like, I promise you I would. He's not surrounding himself with people that are making him ultimately grow. Mm. Okay? That's why, like, it is. It's all about mental, emotional growth because you made a great point earlier. You were like, this is what people people kind of forget sometimes. And this is what I like. I was mistaken as a young kid, too. I used to think just because you were older— you were wiser, mm. but it's not. It's it's what you do in those years that gets you to where you're at. If you keep surrounding yourself around bad people, you can be a 50-year-old immature idiot. Yeah. You can be because you never challenged yourself to get outside that comfort zone around people that will make you grow emotionally and mentally. And a lot of people do that, and I've realized that. And I'm 30 years old. I'm over 30 now, but I mean, when I was 30 is when I came to that conclusion. I was just like, wow, I'm like... That's so profound, like makes so much sense. And I had to travel the world and go on my own a couple of different times in the boxing world to kind of ultimately grow and figure out, oh my gosh, like I need to see some different stuff. As you know, I come from Osborne, Missouri, population 400. I lived there for 28 years. Even though I traveled the world, I still live there. So I think people need to challenge themselves to get outside of the box a little bit, to grow a little bit. And ultimately, 
Stop discussing what Mary down the street is doing or Todd down the street is doing. Start thinking about ideas to grow you, grow your family, grow your wealth, grow everything. Let's start talking about ideas. Yeah, and that's a big thing when you get older in our in our world in the financial realm, like what I'm doing for a living. You have to not get in this mindset of keeping up with the Joneses, right? So you look at great word. You look at Sally and 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 whoever Todd and Sally down the street and Becky and Becky. I Be- don't really know. About I don't know. Becky might be the side piece for Todd and Sally. I don't know. We don't know. And if and, and if that's a li- literal situation, and you're Todd or Sally or Becky, I'm sorry. We're, we're just throwing out names. We're we're just we don't even names. know. They have a Tesla down the street. Doesn't mean you need a Tesla. They are doing the addition to their house. Doesn't mean you need the addition. It's what makes sense for you and your situation in general. But um, to some of your comments, you get to a point in your life, and I'm thinking more from a married man standpoint, where when you look up to people and surround yourselves with people, you need to start surrounding yourselves with not only people of your age range, life range, but who you can gravitate towards and look up to. People with the white hair. People with... They experience. They've been down that road. It might have looked different, you know, for the past couple of decades to them. But for you, they've been it. They've been in it. They've been seasoned. They've had the issues with outsiders trying to break into their marriage. They've had the issues with money, kids, whatever else. And then also surrounding yourselves with those that are up and coming so that you can possibly help them. Help help, help be like kind of whatever way it is. Salt of the earth sort of people. So... I just think beyond marriage, beyond finances, you mentioned this word growth. That is such a huge word given everything we talk about here, not boxing, but just in general with personal development. Once again, the what is your why proposition. Why are you doing the things you are doing? Why are you driven the way you are? Why are you trying to grasp at certain goals? What is the point? And drill deep. Get to the root. You want to be a professional athlete? Why is that? Is it because of money, fame, fortune? Is it because you were told once before and when you were growing up you couldn't do it? Is that what motivates you? Are you trying to lift your family out of a situation? I don't know. Is why do you want to? Why is different? Yeah. Why do you want to be a doctor? Why do you want to do? Everyone has a why to every aspect of their lives, and it really centers around growth. And if the reasons are not for positive gain and it's for negative reasons it's just to prove people wrong it's just to try to you really need to question yourself a little bit more and get a little further it can't be reevaluate that go reevaluate it cannot be surface level it cannot be that deep it's got to be deeper because if it's it's deeper it's like roots the roots take hold and then eventually they will yes they will eventually take hold it can't just be about what people see and proving someone wrong, it's got to be for a deeper reason, the what is your why on everything with regard to your life and personal growth. All through that, you just reminded me, and I can wrap it up here with my, with my take at least, is you reminded me of something because you're talking about Adrian Brunner coming from nothing and then being thrust into money. So I don't think that that's a good excuse either, meaning that I know that it's hard and most people don't understand that it is hard. So being going from nothing because Adrian Brunner did that's, that's, we're not talking crap. He came from nothing. He did. He got thrusted into being superstardom. This yep. kid was supposed to be, they actually were comparing him to the next Mayweather, yep. his fighting style and everything. They were like, this is going to be the next Mayweather. Yep. So my point is that just because you come from nothing and you come into money is not an excuse to fail either because I've brought this up many times I know this family who started this company when he was 24 years old. He's a 60-year-old man now and super wealthy. Mm-hmm. Never did any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we all have our own journey, okay? We do. So I'm hoping, and honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not rooting for Adrian Brunner to fail. Mm-mm. But you will, you better believe that when he does this crap, I'm going to call him out for it, mm-hmm. okay? He missed weight. Negative. He's not grown up yet. He's mm-hmm. 31. He's not grown up. Still, he still hasn't. I don't care what he says to the public or what he says to the, this is my second chance. I'm changing. He's not. He hasn't changed because action speaks louder than words. Right. We all know that. Right. So my whole point was that, yes, a lot of us have come from nothing. doesn't give you an excuse to be an idiot or a retard at all. 
bad word. I shouldn't say that one. But anyways, like I said it like a week or two ago. I, I went the whole show without saying something really, really bad. I shouldn't have said that word. That was a very bad word. But he means retard in the sense that like an idiot, not yes. somebody that has like the chromosome issue. For sure. And, and I shouldn't have said it anyway. That should not be my vocabulary, but it was. But regardless, I think that life will humble people. And it will. Oh, 100%. 100%. Life yeah. will humble you. And, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for my downs because they did. I got humbled. I've, I've been humbled many times. I'm 37 now, and I promise you, I still get humbled probably daily. I just don't admit it. But I get humbled a lot. So it does happen. Well, none of us are perfect. We all deserve grace. And I've, whether I've been doing the show for what we, six, seven months now, I've been doing this eight months maybe, I've given... Adrian Broner grace a lot because I've been doing radio a, a boxing radio show for like 11 years before this mm-hmm. and we've talked about him many times mm-hmm. and I've been critical then I've been forgiving critical forgiving so at some point I genuinely hope this kid straightens up I genuinely do and again I am spending so much time talking about him, even though I didn't want to. But, that was, that but was our main message it was. in pre-production. We were talking about, hey, okay, from a boxing standpoint, here's what we want to talk about. And we were both like, we don't want to talk about Adrian Brunner much. We're not going to give that joker airtime. But think about this, though, with both of us, because we are very... I, we we have very deep roots of we believe in God we believe in all of that stuff and mm-hmm. maybe that's what keeps drawing me back to that is just like this kid's wrong what he's doing is wrong it's not right but like I keep coming back to it I'm like I maybe there's something in me that like I want to help this kid maybe there's something that like keeps drawing me to that but the kid needs help yeah. he's not even a kid he's a he's a 31 year old man now well so you, he does like he needs help and maybe that's you can still like be a kid people. you can still be a kid and be a 31 year old man which we know plenty of those especially in this fight game mentally and emotionally there's no um, growth there if you're listening to our voice watching our faces and you're like you guys are wrong adrian broner is awesome come on he's not folks he needs help you he's gotta, not he needs help there this is a cry for help and if that's your like mentality of things then you you can unsubscribe now yeah. Actually, don't. I mean, we we actually like the numbers, but if you don't like it, then They've whatever. Been going up. Whatever. You know, I just I'm 38, going on 39 years old. Weekend Trav, and that's not very old in the grand scheme of things. No, I've I've. I used to think it was like when I was not. in like my teens, but not, not anymore. I'm like, it's we're actually pretty young. Once you round the corner from 30, it all rattles by pretty quickly, and so I know it's going to be before I know it, I'm going to be way up there, and that's fine, but. I listen to a lot of guys and gals for that matter. Make the years count. Make the years count, but of different ages. And I love hearing life experience. You mentioned stuff about some of your clients that, you know, own this, own a business, a construction, a construction company from the ground up. And it's wildly successful because of their work ethic, their personality, their character traits. If there's one thing, if I get smacked by a bus on the way home tonight, thank God the Lynx bus isn't running this late on a Sunday. But I want people to talk about me in these kind of contexts. He was driven. He was high character, moral, strong, family man, that sort of thing. I don't want to be known for money. I don't want to be known for this and that. Oh, well, he was rich. No, no I don't Who want that. My, I don't want that at my funeral. Who cares? Is you it nice? You can't Is die it? with money. No, no. That's not, not bury money that's with not you. It. That's not it. You don't have it. What did the pastor say? You can't, your U-Haul doesn't drag a, uh, your hearse doesn't drag a U-Haul all the way to the cemetery, right? So. Material doesn't matter. My point being is this, and it might sound like a rambling fashion because it is. Where's your character? Check your character at the door, right? Where are you coming from a personal growth standpoint? What's your philosophy in life? I I don't know. We can drive. We get to this point in, the, in, our, in our podcast where we start talking about this, and we've been drinking for a little while, so it just comes out like gobbledygook, I think. But I think it's very important for everyone to look themselves in the mirror and wonder what they're doing with their life going forward, and how are you going to personally grow, personally grow. And in the day, look in the mirror. That, that's the only reflection and the only um, opinion that matters should be yours and God, for one. But look in the mirror and... Who cares what the Joneses are doing on the street? No, no. Look in the mirror. You answer at the That's, end of the day. You have to go to sleep with yourself and your decisions. Nobody else and does. And you know it. And you know it. And everybody, any, every joker out there doing crazy, stupid stuff, they know it too. They go to bed. They're like, oh, I'm fine. I feel No, you're not. 
No, you're not. I know it weighs heavy on you. I'm getting older now, and like I literally look at all that stuff, and I'm like, long term, are you happy? Short term, I had the money, the the girls, the whatever else. But long term, and that's where you come in because you are a financial wealth advisor. That's long term commitments. And so that's what it matters. And that's just on the money side. Short term. But but we can travel. And I know we're going a little long here, but some of the best conversations I've had with clients is not even about money. It's just about life. Maybe someone's going through divorce. Maybe it's this or that. I mean, I've had these conversations, stuff with kids and ex. I mean, it's it's wild. Maybe they're growing their business. Maybe they're like, and hey, just, should I do this? Should I do that? But just trying to help counsel someone through that. In a lot of cases, it's just they just want to be heard and just have like another opinion. I love that about my job. But I think in general for us as human beings, we can't go through the mundane everyday stuff and chase money and chase accolades and chase this and that you have to ultimately ask yourself why am i doing this and doesn't matter doesn't matter in the bible king solomon i know this is a tangent wild tangent get it get it i support this king solomon had everything he was the wisest man ever he had all the riches all the fame all the glory when you look at like from an inflation adjusted standpoint he was the richest man ever to live on this planet and in, in the Bible, I think it's Lamentations, he writes, it's all for nothing. It's a, it's a dust in the wind. All, the, all those songs come from that. It comes from his writing. Dust in the wind. Yeah. yeah. It is meaningless. It's meaningless. Because ultimately what it matters for in, in our context was what mattered is his relationship and, and growing spiritually. So what is your why? What matters to your life? Is it... Watching Adrian Broner act like a fool? Is it watching Canelo Alvarez running through Avni Yildirim? Is it, I don't know, looking at the highlights of Oscar Valdez and Miguel uh, Bashelt? Bashelt. There we go. Or is it watching and subscribing to Weekend? Weekend. Oh my gosh, I said Weekend Trav, but <laughs> Wayne Wait, with Travis Hartman. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't remember that, I'm off, that, I don't know. I'm off my soapbox because if that's what it is, then I'm all in on that. <laughs> I'm all in on that. So that's it. That's it. That there Wrap is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, who didn't message me about the prediction video Jeez. of uh, Oscar Valdez and Miguel Burchell. But I still love him, so. Hey, he so join us on all the, the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, every audio site, weighing in with Travis Hartman. You can find us. And you know what? I think you have a personal YouTube page that you never use. I know I have one. I have my work site too. All the links are below. Thank you so much for joining us. Media Partners, TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, IF Enterprises. Thank you so much. We can Trav. Good to see you as always. Cheers to you. God bless. Thank you for joining us.